Movies Are a Thing is a weekly podcast going over the movies premiering this week and any other movie-related tangents we decide to venture off onto. Hello and welcome to Movies Are a Thing. My name is John. And I'm Travis. And here are the movies premiering this week. But before we do that, Travis! Yes, sir. Hello! Hi. How's it going? Oh, it is fantastic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I uh, I had my first, I guess, week at the new job. Yeah. And yeah. that was pretty, pretty good. Um, it's going to be a lot of work that needs to be done to get concessions up in in better condition than what it was. But uh, it's going to be a lot of fun to do. So I'm Very looking nice. forward to the opportunity. That's awesome. That yeah. is awesome. Uh, um, last week, yes, is kind of on me. I'm not gonna lie, and by kind of, I mean totally. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what happened, John? <laughs> taxes, taxes happened. Stupid taxes. <laughs> they happen every year, and every year they sneak up on me, which I really can't say because I was, you know, different people in my in my life were like, "Hey, you get your taxes done? Hey, taxes are coming up. You get to get your taxes done." Right. Hey, when you get, are you gonna do your taxes anytime soon? Hey, I uh, I needed to do your taxes. <laughs> and then, oh yeah, your taxes are due tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I had I had started them over the weekend, okay. and then just me being me, uh, didn't get done until mm-hmm. Monday. Gotcha. Okay. So <laughs> unfortunately, I didn't have time to uh, get all of that stuff taken care of, and then. Uh, I know you were busy with your job for the for the rest of the mm-hmm. week, and I sure was, yeah. So I kind of knocked us off of our normal uh, normal recording time, and then that kind of just knocked everything out of whack. You're right, man. Dang it, kind of stunks, but but uh, we're back to normal now, and uh, we bring in regular episodes, so it'll be yes. it'll be good times. Good times, good times. Yes. You know, clear clear sunny skies is what it's looking like in the future here. Exactly. <laughs> uh but yeah so uh we do have that travis did you watch any movies in the two weeks that you had uh here so i saw three um yes. i wanted to do more but i figured i better not bombard with a bunch <laughs> of movies so i kept it to three um so last week i watched dungeons and dragons Jonathan. Yes, and I watched, uh, what was the other one? Oh, Shazam, Fury of the Gods. Jonathan. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Uh, okay, so Shazam. Uh, so it's such a disappointment. I did not like it. Wow. Okay, okay. It, it is, it's such, a, it's such a stretch from the first movie. It's like, it's trying too hard. Mm-hmm. Okay. And okay. you can totally tell. And even now the director is slamming his own movie saying that he didn't that he doesn't like his own movie. Yeah, I can I can see that. And you can totally tell by when you watch it that he just didn't have the heart in it. And and it's sad because I love that first movie so much. Mhm. Mhm. Well, that's unfortunate. It is. But there was a bright side. And that was Dungeons and Dragons. Jonathan! 
<laughs> that movie was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very nice. Very nice. Yes. And, and then, then uh, yeah, I highly recommend Dungeons and Dragons. I've never played it myself, but I feel like you really don't need to to see it. It kind of it kind of spells everything out in throughout the plot and everything, and kind of gives like little tidbits of you know characters and you know the gelatinous cube and things like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So th- that was very very helpful. Uh, I love Chris Pine. He fantastic in his role. Michelle Rodriguez. Uh, forget the other kid's name from Pikachu. Um, Justice Smith. Justice Smith, thank you. He was fantastic. Uh, Hugh Grant, he's a fantastic bad guy. <laughs> great, great stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. And okay. then now for this week, I I went to go see Evil Dead Rise. How was that one? That one, it exceeded my expectations. It was, it was good. It was bloody. It was different enough to keep it fresh but still within the lore of all of the other movies it 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 had everything that i wanted um they're even trying to get like a female ash going i'm guessing because they kind of were doing that in the movie and i'm totally okay okay with that um yeah, I, I I I highly recommend it if you're a big horror fan and like the Evil Dead franchise. Very nice, very nice. That's that's a, that's pretty awesome. Um, yeah, I have a I have a bit of su- of a surprise. <gasps> oh my god! I went to go see a movie as well. What? Oh my god! <laughs> Let, let's just say, uh, with the movie that I went to go see. Okay. Uh, my sister now constantly wants to call me Jonathan. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> because I also went to go see Dungeons and Dragons. Yes. <laughs> so basically everything that you said, absolutely one hundred percent. Um and then it was uh oh why can I not remember their name? Uh Imdaba, come to the rescue please. Um I'm not talking about the girl from it. Maybe. I don't know, I didn't watch it. I Oh. Ha ha ha. Oh, I got what you're saying. Ha ha ha. Ha ha forgot what i was gonna type there for a second uh no okay so chris pine just amazingly hilarious yeah he was great mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh roger john page was mm-hmm. pretty pretty good too mm-hmm. not gonna lie uh chloe coleman uh who played kira yes i think did uh pretty darn good too mm-hmm. she was the little girl in my spy that's right mm-hmm and then is going to be in My Spy 2, possibly. Even better. I love it. Okay. I forgot oh, was, that that was even a thing. <laughs> and was in 65 as well. That's right. That oh, was her. That's right. Um, and then uh, Daisy Head. Mm-hmm. Is she the one that was in It? No. Uh, no, she was not. No. Uh, the girl from It was the shapeshifter. Wait, so who was... The owl bear. Yes. <laughs> okay, so Sophia Lillis. Yes, there we go. Yes. Yeah, no, there's Beverly Marsh in mm-hmm. it. Yes. No, she she was amazing, too. Mm-hmm. Just like... What did you... <laughs> sorry, sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, uh, I was going to ask, what did you think of that cameo? Uh, which one? 
the the one uh, the one in the village with Michelle Rodriguez. <laughs> was was that actually him? It looked like him. If it, I I think it was. Uh, let's see here. Uh, let's go to all cast, please. Uh, what was his name? Uh, I can't remember in the Marleman. movie. Yep. It was him. It was okay. It was. Awesome. <laughs> I, I I thought that too, but then like the more I kind of looked, it was like, is that really him? I don't know. I'm I like not, I, not I, I couldn't sure. tell at first, and then I was like, no, like no, that can't be him. It's like, and no, it does look like him though. It does. It does. <laughs> and then uh, Tom Morello was in there as well. He was. Yeah, as Kamathi Stormhollow. Tom Morello, really? Yeah, he was one I of the dead I guys. Okay, that's awesome. I love that. <laughs> Is anybody going to ask me a fifth question? Yes. <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> oh, it was great. <laughs> that movie has no business being as good as it is. <laughs> I mean, it kind of does. Because, like, when we were talking about it, you know, we were talking about, you know, the, the writers of it, uh, Jonathan Goldstein, John Francis Daly, and um, Michael Giglio. Gilio, mm-hmm. Gilio, I don't know, and then also Chris McKay did that as well. You know, came up with this. It was Chris McKay and Michael Gilio that came up with the story, and then right. Jonathan Goldstein, John Francis Daly, the two directors, and Michael Gilio came up with or wrote the screenplay from that. And then John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein, those are the guys that did like Spider-Man: Homecoming and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, John Francis Daly, you know him from uh, Freaks and Geeks and Waiting and all of those mm-hmm. kind of movies. Uh, but apparently they've had a D&D game going for years and years and years. So they, they, they kind of know some of the different stuff. That's awesome. Okay. Uh, but yeah, no, Hugh Grant in there. Amazing. <laughs> Just <laughs> fantastic. Um, I do have to say, so it was, it was great. I loved it. Some mm-hmm. of the stuff was kind of really projected out there like hey this is going to happen and hey this is how this is going to play out right kind of thing but here's the thing i didn't care i didn't either as like i just let it all play out because it was it was so it was so entertaining to watch exactly exactly you know i'm i'm sure you know if we were to look at a lot of the reviews and stuff it would be a lot of oh well you know they totally didn't you know try to do some expectation subversion by doing this or doing this but everybody saw through it and so it made it totally lame yeah no just enjoy the movie exactly just turn off your brain and just watch it well i mean some stuff you have to keep your brain on for yeah that's true that's true but i mean for the most part you can turn it off for the most part and then you know Mm -hmm. keep Mm -hmm. it on for the for the more i guess critical parts mm-hmm. yeah but yeah the uh just <laughs> the 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 hulk moment oh the yes <laughs> <laughs> oh that was so i i was i was literally like i couldn't like i couldn't watch the movie i was like laughing so hard mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know like I was, I was trying to like almost keep the laughter in so I wasn't like disturbing everybody around me so right. I was almost like doubled up in laughter so I couldn't actually see what was going on oh that's great 
Uh, I love it when that happens. Right, right. Oh, oh so, so much good. fun. It was it was a very fun movie. Mm-hmm. And like I said, for from now on, uh, at least in this house, I'll, I will be known as Jonathan. Jonathan. Apparently, the the person who played uh, uh, Chancellor Jonathan mm-hmm. uh, is actually a, <laughs> it is just a full on stunt person. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, so, like, was a stunt driver in Glass Onion, was a stunt performer mm-hmm. in Fantastic Beasts, The Secret of Dumbledore, The King's Man, uh, fa- or F9, The Fast Saga. Uh, he was a stunt performer in Eurovision Song Contest, The Story of Fire Saga. <laughs> uh, 1917, Maleficent, uh, The Protector. Let's see here, yeah. Uh, Hobbs and Shaw was a stunt driver and stunt performer. Okay. Angel Has Fallen. Wow. So he's been around a little bit. He's been yeah. He's been through quite a few there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, no, fantastic movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now that we've been talking about that for you know fifteen minutes or so, right? <laughs> should, we, should we hop into some movie news? Let's do it. Fantastic. Uh, the first one that we have is uh, actually for uh, those of you that watched Cartoon Network back in the day. Yes. Metalocalypse is getting a feature film on the way <laughs> along with uh, uh, the feature film soundtrack and then Death Album 4. That's awesome. So, yeah, Death Clock will uh, come back. Uh, hopefully, I, I saw that they're going to be touring here. That's that's a band that I, I've wanted to see play. So uh, hopefully I'll be able to go see them live. Well, I guess as live as it can be, since it would be cartoons on stage. But yeah. <laughs> do you mind? Do you mind if I just uh, read this quick here? Sure. On Sunday, September twenty fourth. Uh huh. It will be at the Rave slash Eagles Club in Milwaukee, Minnesota. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think they have that wrong. <laughs> Milwaukee, Minnesota. All right. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, then on the September twenty fifth, they'll be in Minneapolis at the Fillmore awesome okay so uh if you want to you should go to the babyclocktour.com oh that's right yeah because they're playing with baby metal too they are <laughs> oh they're so ridiculous okay <laughs> so that'll be a fun show but <laughs> that'll be that'll be pretty great definitely metal um, oh yeah so we <laughs> if you if you watch the show you enjoyed it there's something and like we said there will be a tour as well uh Mm. at least here in the states cool okay starting in august and going through october that's so cool okay i like it there you go so that that's something to look forward to awesome (laughs) uh going on from metalocalypse to mod v mod (laughs) that's very strange kind of segue but here we are uh apparently there is a uh, a a movie out there called Mod v Mod, uh, where there was a bidding war mm-hmm. that happened here. Uh, what not this past weekend, but the weekend before. Okay. And uh, the reason that there was a bidding war is that there are two two people attached to this project already to star in it, uh, okay. and that would be Angelina Jolie. Okay. And Halle Berry. Ooh, interesting. Okay. And they will both also be producing it. Ooh. Uh, but they... Okay, so an insider describes this 
this movie as a Bond versus Born type of global action thriller. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. You know, if you're ever if you let's see if I can talk today. <laughs> if you're ever wondering who would win versus you know Bond versus Born, mm-hmm. then this might be your chance to kind of see uh, the same kind of head to head. Okay. Uh, well, but yeah. I, so uh, sorry. Uh, there was a I'll, bidding war. Warner Brothers won it. That's what gotcha. I was trying to say. I gotcha, gotcha. So when I first saw this on the on our talking points, I was like, "Mod versus mod." I was like, "Are they making it like a Mr. and Mrs. Smith, uh, like, but with like two girls instead?" But no, I mean, it's mod versus mod. Okay, I get mm. it. I guess we don't truly know what it's tr- truly about, but yeah. Well, so whenever I see the word uh, mod. Like mm-hmm. here, right? What I immediately think of, Harold and Maude. Me too. Yep. <laughs> okay, glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> I was like, uh, is this like a reimagining of the <laughs> right <laughs> of that movie? Because that'd be kind of okay. I like, yeah. Like, did Maude go back in time to like save herself? Or to save Harold and Maude from like jumping or from going over the cliff? What's going on? I don't know. Oh no, I'm thinking Thelma and Louise. Never mind. Okay, scratch that. Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> nice. Very nice. I was like, wait, that sounds yeah, like that wait sounds a, a lot like Thelma and Thelma Louise. I don't remember that happening in Harold and Maude. <laughs> nope, it's just me being dumb over here. It's okay. Dude, do you know how many times? Even earlier today, how many times did I just completely misremember stuff? Because I can't remember <laughs> things, man. It's okay, man. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we have apparently that coming from Warner Brothers now. We'll see if they get their grubby little hands in there and start moving stuff around so that uh, these two decide to not star in it anymore. Sounds good. Right. <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> uh, I don't know. They might, they might uh, go through and turn it into a... Uh, terrifying movie yeah no kidding uh, 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 uh. segway <laughs> uh speaking of terrifying terrifier is apparently returning to theaters uh since the sequel did amazingly well yeah uh, i know i don't know did we talk about it other than uh, it doing we very ta- well i think we just talked about it doing very well um that's a series that I, I I I haven't watched yet. Well, here's your chance. Cool. All right. Uh, so basically, Terrifier two, uh, mm-hmm. came out 2022. Okay. With a 250 thousand dollar budget, and brought in 10 million dollars. Wow. Okay. So, uh, if you would like, July mm-hmm. 19th, 700 screens across the country. Uh. Art the Clown will, will be slashing his way back into theaters. Well, that's my opportunity to go watch it again, then. Or to there go, go see it there for you the go. first time, yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that is that is something that is uh, happening. I like it. I know you won't go see it, but nope, I Nope, not even close. <laughs> even though I've, I've heard that it's a, uh, a, it's a pearl of a movie. <laughs> oh, segue. I love those. Did you like that one? That was a good one. Ah, uh, speaking of Pearl, Mia Goth mm-hmm. has apparently joined 
the Blade movie coming from Marvel. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, so we got Mahershala Ali and now mm-hmm. Mia Goth. So I thought I heard that uh, Mahershala Ali was not going to be playing Blade anymore. Or was that just I think wrong? that was rumors, and it might have been something that was kind of possibly happening. Okay. But I don't know if they all kind of made up or what. But gotcha, as, okay. As of right now, according to the, to the news story that we've got, it looks like mm-hmm. Mahershala Ali should still possibly be involved. I know the director... I believe left. Right, but then we got the new one. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, because uh, to begin with, it was supposed to be um, Bassam Tariq. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is no longer the case. Apparently, I mean, that was back in like 2022. Right. And then now it's uh, Jan Demange. Okay. Who I honestly have not heard of before. I do apologize. Yeah, I've never heard of him either. Uh, let me just kind of see what we've got going on here. Oh, that's right. Uh, directed White Boy Rick. Ah, uh, yes. I remember yes, talking yes, about yes. that. White Boy Rick. Yes, yes, yes. And he's also directing the remake of Scanners. That's right. I, re- I remember us talking about that. We did talk about this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> tells you how much I remember, though. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, so... As of right now, it I, I guess it, it's not necessarily official official, mm-hmm. but it looks like Mia Goth is either in talks or like at the very end stages of t- the talks to join in mm-hmm. to Blade. Awesome. Okay. Well, she's got a very different look about her, so I feel like she's going to be a vampire of some sort. What? But, I mean, that's just my thinking. Watch she be a, a good guy now and just throw me for a loop. But <laughs> <laughs> I feel like she'll be a vampire of some sort. Possibly the big bad? Possibly. I mean, with uh, with how much, you know, kind of her popularity has grown mm-hmm. recently. Oh, yeah, especially with X and Pearl and what with Maxine coming out here soon. And mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. was just recently in... Uh, infinity pool and she's got yep. how many other things coming out so oh that's right she was in uh suspiria that's right yeah she was okay <gasps> she was in everest as well you mean the good one that we saw in xdx yeah that was a good movie that was a great movie <laughs> i don't ever want to watch it again but that was a great movie <laughs> I feel like it'd be worth it to watch it again, like on on a big screen like that. That is true. That is true. In 3D. Exactly. Yes. Like that. Everest was one of the very few that I would say you need to go watch this in 3D mm-hmm. on the biggest screen that you can find. Definitely. Uh, so, <laughs> oh man. But yeah. So it, it looks like. Mia Goth might be in talks or at the end of talks or possibly has already even joined uh, Blade for Marvel. I love it. Okay. You know what also has a Blade? Oh my god. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> Scott Pilgrim vs. the World starring Michael Sarah. Hey, Michael Sarah. <laughs> oh, so bad. <laughs> so, apparently... Uh, mm-hmm. Michael Sarah and Kristen Stewart are, have been tapped to play 
a husband and wife duo on a road trip comedy called Sacramento uh, alongside uh, Michael Angarino and okay. Maya Erskine. But basically, uh, Michael is, is directing, or I believe he's directing. Yeah, he's directing this feature. And, and he also co-wrote it. Okay. So, Angarino. Uh, oh, he was Will in Sky High. Oh, okay. That's an underrated movie. And then, uh, let's see here. I think they were doing a sequel here pretty soon, or, or either a sequel or a reboot or something. I think we re- I remember talking about something I like remember, that. I think it was a sequel um, of some sort, I, th- I think. Don't quote me on it. It's been a little okay. bit. It has been. It has been. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so he wrote it. Uh, he co-wrote it. Uh, he's going to be directing okay. it. And then, mm-hmm. basically, it's going to be following Ricky, played by... Uh, and Garono, okay. an energetic and free-spirited young man, and Glenn, played by Michael Sarah, his longtime friend who settled into domestic life. On an impromptu road trip from Los Angeles to Sacramento, their past comes into focus and questions their future. Erskine will play Ricky's wife, Tally, and Stuart is Glenn's wife, Rosie. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> it's gonna be the most, like, expressionless movie ever made. Because Michael Sarah shows no emotion usually, and Kristen Stewart, I mean, she doesn't really have much emotion. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, here's the thing, though. Mm-hmm. You take you take a movie like American Ultra. True. With Kristen Stewart. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of emotion and stuff in there. I think Kristen Stewart just gets a bad rap from Twilight. That's very true. Because I really did enjoy American Ultra. Yes, yes. American Ultra was pretty fantastic. And then there was mm-hmm. the one where she was in an underwater lab just recently. Oh, yeah. Um, underwater, I believe it was called. That Was <laughs> Was really it just called too. Underwater? I believe so, yeah. Oh, uh, that's my bad. It was called Underwater. <laughs> <laughs> and then me. she made that awful uh, uh, Charlie's Angels movie. <laughs> Yeah, she was she was in the Charlie's Angels reboot. She was Snow White yep. and Snow White and the Huntsman, which those were decent enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she was in Crimes of the Future recently as well. She sure was. She wasn't in it a whole lot, but she was in it. So, uh, yeah. And then Michael Sarah. I mean, he did pretty good in you know like Scott Pilgrim and stuff. And mm-hmm. You know he just what has sucks? No expression in his face. Everything. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, Scott Pilgrim, such a good movie. Right. Uh, and then they're making the animated one with all the original cast coming back to voice their characters. Yes. So that should be fun. Have you ever played the video game for Scott Pilgrim? I have not, no. It's actually really good. I recommend it. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, I've watched the movie. I have mm-hmm. not read the graphic nozzle, novels that go along with it, and okay. I have not played the video game. Okay. That's right. She was Princess Diana as well. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Sorry, and, uh, Con- Spencer or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. Just completely forgot about that too. I'm sorry, Kristen Stewart. We're sorry. I'm sorry you got a bad rap <laughs> because of those horrible, horrible movies. Um. It's not our fault that you just that you chose to be in sparkly vampire movies. I mean, it was a lot of money. I I'm guessing. Oh, I'm sure she made millions. <laughs> I'm guessing it was quite a few dollars. You know, at least well, at least three. At least. 
<laughs> less than one per movie. Right. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we've got we've got those two uh, joining into Sacramento. Mm-hmm. We've got another two people, Pedro Pascal and Matt Damon, who are apparently joining into Ethan Cohen's next movie. Ooh, okay. Which is a movie that he's not doing with his brother. Oh, okay. So this is this is kind of a, a uh, singular adventure solo director without his brother. Mm-hmm. First first narrative project as a solo director. Okay. Uh, and it's going to be called Drive Away Dolls. Okay. Uh, it is a comedy caper film. Interesting. Okay. okay. Interesting. And, uh, I mean, Matt Damon, Ocean's Eleven, 12, 13, you know, mm-hmm. did pretty well. I'd say those are pretty, you know, I, w- I would call those comedy capers, yeah. I would say so, yeah, definitely. Uh, and then Pedro Pascal, just pretty great guy in general, you know? Yeah, he's doing very, he's so hot right now. <laughs> All right, Mugatu. <laughs> I mean, he's got The Last of Us, he's got The Mandalorian, he's got all the countless other things he's been in. Uh, the Unbearable Weight of um, Massive, massive talent. talent. Yep. You know, he's, uh, yeah, he's, he, he, he does so much. He apparently did uh, ads for a mobile game as well. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> because he really liked that mobile game. Mm-hmm. Those two are going to be, I guess, joining into a new Coen Brothers singular movie. Hmm. So I wonder what happened, like... Did the Coen brothers have a falling out, or are they just deciding to work separately now? Uh, let's see here. So, I mean, basically, it doesn't look like they had, like, a falling out or anything like that, as far as I okay. can tell. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I guess Ethan had said that he didn't necessarily want to make movies anymore. Oh, okay. But now he's coming back into movies, and they have not, you know, uh, they have not said that they were are never going to make a movie again together kind of thing. Okay. But they do, I mean, they are kind of going their own separate ways now, it seems like. But they're they still definitely, definitely, you know, brothers and friends mm-hmm. and collaborators and that kind of stuff. So they, they just need that one project to get them to come together, it sounds like. Because I mean, it sounds like they're still open to working with one another. They're just kind of doing their own thing. Right, right. Yeah. So nothing too crazy there. Cool, okay. Um, but yeah. Yeah, somebody who uh, I think is going to be done making movies pretty soon. I think he might have said that this might be his last one. Okay. Clint Eastwood Aww. is making a new movie called Juror Number 2. Oh, okay. And he has cast both Nicholas Holt and Tony Collette in the movie. Oh, okay. So is he directing this one, I'm guessing? He is directing this one. Okay. So I know his last one didn't get... Uh, didn't do too hot as far as i remember cry macho yeah cry macho i mean i thought it was just okay i didn't think it was like his best work but um it was decent enough mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and then uh yeah so now we got this one coming out juror number two <laughs> and it says the 92 year old is in the process of casting nicholas holt and tony collette in juror number two a legal drama that is set up at warner's mm-hmm. that's crazy did you know that clean that when Clint Eastwood directs, he's a one take person? I did hear that. Yeah. Did you hear that from Matt Damon? I sure did. Yeah. 
do you really want to waste everybody's time? Yup, right. Because, <laughs> yeah, he was talking about it when he was on the set of an Invictus. Mm-hmm. And how he, uh, how <laughs> he wanted to do more takes. But Clint yeah. was like, no. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, basically it looks like we might have, uh, I know official offers were sent out to the actors. Uh, I haven't seen any updates yet on that, okay. but, uh, we'll see how that all goes. I like it. Okay. Uh, but speaking of, uh, you know, from, from one X-Men to another X-Men. Mm-hmm. James McAvoy <laughs> apparently has Mackenzie Davis joining him in the Speak No Evil remake. Mackenzie Davis. Refresh my memory. Who is that? Uh, Terminator Dark Fate. Uh, okay. Uh, also Mariette in Blade Runner 2047. 2049, yeah. sorry. 2049. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then, oh, right. Was in Halt and Catch Fire. Okay. All right. Yeah. If you ever watched that movie or that show, uh, the TV show, uh, I've heard about it. I've never watched it. Uh, but yeah, so now we have a remake of Speak No Evil, which was a 2022 movie. Mm-hmm. A Danish family visits a Dutch family they meet on ho- that they met on holiday, but was supposed to be an idyllic weekend. It slowly starts unraveling as the Danes try to stay polite in the face of unpleasantness. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. Interesting indeed. Hmm. So now you have uh, James McAvoy and Mackenzie Davis okay. that are going to be uh, starring in the English remake of it. And this is like going to be it. for Blumhouse and Universal. Ooh, I like Blumhouse. I like it. All right. <laughs> they make good horror stuff. Yeah. yeah but I know so it's not I've horror, heard. but... <laughs> I mean, it's supposed to be. <laughs> oh, it's is a it? drama, okay. drama horror thriller. Oh, okay. I guess I've never heard of this movie. So that's interesting. Okay. But yeah, so uh, we have this uh, horror movie coming in. I like it, okay. We have another horror movie coming in, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, that apparently will get a theatrical release, even though it is a very kind of... I don't know if I would say niche, but... Okay. It's being self-funded by the person that's making it. Or self-financed. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that is the movie Iron Lung, which is based off of a video game. Okay. Uh, so basically... This movie is being made by Mark Fishbach, who, uh, if you if you know YouTube, mm-hmm. you probably know him as Markiplier, uh, who became very famous on uh, YouTube and Twitch and like that kind of stuff as a Let's Player. So he would play video games and post himself playing these video games to YouTube or you know play them on uh, some streaming platform that kind of thing. So it sounds like the like early days of Twitch and things like that. Yeah, yeah. So well, I mean, this okay. is this is like, oh boy, I want to say probably like 2012, 2013 YouTube. Oh wow. Okay. Uh, and basically from there he actually went on to do a lot of other stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's he's doing uh some podcasts that with some childhood friends or like college friends that he had. Uh, he's done a couple of YouTube original series. Okay. Uh, like a heist, uh, a heist, a heist with Markiplier, which was insanely popular on the platform, uh, in space with Markiplier, which was also pretty darn popular. Um, and they, they're both like choose your own adventure type of things where, you know, you watch a video and you get to the end of it and you make, there's two options Mm -hmm. that can happen. 
and you have to choose one of those two options and that brings you to a different thing and then you know you could get multiple different ending endings and everything like that sure so it, it was it's it's a whole thing but he also uh does a bunch of stuff off screen like he started a clothing company oh with okay. another youtuber mm. uh jacksepticeye sean mclaughlin from over in ireland okay who has been in a few movies i think his like his voice at least i think has been in a in a movie or two yeah yeah well i mean like uh he was in free guy he was one of the one of the people in like one of the video game people in free guy like playing the video game kind of Mm -hmm. thing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. uh as himself uh but then he's been in like a few different video games and everything like that too okay um but he is also another you know streamer and let's player on youtube and that kind of stuff but uh yeah, so basically, Iron Lung is a video game where a I think the premise is basically that of the video game itself is that all the planets, all the stars, everything like that have vanished. Mm, okay. And so there's like no no life almost except for these like colonies that are on these space stations or like this prison colony is mm-hmm. where this one kind of takes place i guess and they find a moon and this moon has an ocean full of blood oh okay and so they send one of the prisoners down to explore it in this submarine but in order to make the submarine serviceable in the thing they had to actually like block off all the windows everything like that and so all you have are like the instruments and basically everybody calls it the iron lung and if you if you survive you basically get your freedom okay but then if you don't survive then you're dead uh so interesting okay uh but yeah so basically it looks like this movie is self-financed by markiplier because Mm -hmm. he has done pretty darn well for himself across all of his different stuff that he's done on on youtube and streaming and Mm -hmm. you know kind of all of his different endeavors that he's partaken in Sure, and then uh, it looks like he's also starring in it. But yeah, if you if you have a chance, uh, I would honestly check out you know a heist with Markiplier or In Space with Markiplier. Um, they are both kind of like I said, basically little choose your own adventure kind of things. Mm-hmm. So if you remember reading those books when you were younger, it's those but in video form. Okay, and and you know they can be they can be pretty hilarious. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> So, <laughs> well, I do like the video game. Like, there are video games out there um, where, like, you do certain things and it and it changes the way or the outcome of the ending of the game and how things are happening in the game and mm. like decisions and things like that. So, like, I do like things like that. So, this sounds up my alley. Right, and I do just want to say too, the creator mm-hmm. of the game, David Zemansky, is okay. also working closely with the with markiplier and the team to make the video to make the movie Ooh, i like it okay so uh this one is we don't have any sort of date or anything like that Mm -hmm. uh but we'll we'll have to we'll have to see i look forward to it sounds good to me very nice very nice and then uh, did you end up watching the trailer for that no i never did I didn't know that okay. there was a trailer for it. I mean, it's oh, kind of just I like a I, teaser. 
Okay. Now it's just it, it's just like a teaser trailer. Basically, um, it kind of starts off with the the main console that you see in the game, mm-hmm. and then the camera kind of starts like rotating clockwise, kind of thing. Okay. And then it gets to the bottom, and it kind of goes through the floor, and then it kind of keeps on going into the live action console that's sitting uh-huh. there. Okay. With like a voiceover kind of going over some of the stuff with the game mm-hmm. like the the voiceover that you hear at the beginning of the game it's that but um you know the camera is just kind of moving and it moves into like the live action and then it just has you know iron lung and that's it oh okay so nothing too crazy so it's not like i missed a whole lot but, but no. still i should check it out though if you like horror games possibly I, cool okay i do like horror games there you go there you go uh but speaking of trailers heading into our trailers <laughs> uh, we had one drop basically as we were recording the last episode, mm-hmm. and that is for Peter Pan and Wendy. This one is going to be on Disney Plus. Uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. <laughs> so I'm gonna. We should probably move this trailer to the end. Yeah, I'd say so. Yes. Okay. Uh, so our next trailer that we have is another teaser trailer that we got, and this was for the Marvels. Travis, what do you think about this one? Uh... Um, it looks okay. I, uh, is it just me or am I getting burnt out on Marvel? You might be getting burnt out on Marvel. I think I might be. Um, which is sad because I think this movie looks pretty good. Like it's got promise. Um, I guess maybe, maybe it's just because Captain Marvel wasn't like my favorite. Uh, at most favorite like everything else i've really enjoyed but like captain marvel i guess wasn't that great to me Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. maybe i'm just rolling my eyes at the fact that they're doing another marvel or captain marvel movie but this is like with the three of them um and it might save itself since maria or yeah rambo's in it and uh the girl from miss marvel Mm mm-hmm so, did you say that you had not had a chance to watch Miss Marvel yet? I have not. Okay. Um, so, but you did watch WandaVision. I did watch WandaVision, yes. Okay. So, I'm excited to... I'm honestly really excited to see where the story goes with that. Because this is like... As far as I know, the first time that we're seeing on film Captain Marvel and Rambo meeting since, you know, uh, Captain Marvel left way right, back right. in the day. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, to have Miss Marvel in there as well. I, I, I honestly feel like, even if you didn't like Captain Marvel, mm-hmm. that this one might be something to, you know, not uh, not sleep on. Right. I'm not saying that I'm not going to watch it. Because yeah, yeah. I, will, I, I, I will see this. Um, I'm just, I guess I'm going to remain skeptical until I watch it. Because this trailer, I guess, didn't blow me away like others would have. But I'm still going to give it a shot. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, but that does bring us to our next trailer, which is Talk to Me. This one is all you, man. <laughs> this looks really interesting. Um, there's been a lot of buzz about this because I believe they premiered it at... Was it Cannes or was it like South by Southwest? One of those film festivals. And apparently it got huge, huge standing ovation for this movie. 
and uh, it it looks terrifying. Yeah, I mean, this um, is this is basically like they they talk to a Ouija board, right? That's or what no, it no, seems. No. Well, it's like they're doing like a, a, a it's like a viral sort of like um, I guess. I mean, the, the kind of stuff that you know you would expect to have happened at sleepovers back in the day. Exactly, sort of like a Bloody Mary sort of like situation where like right. you do something and you try to do like a ritual, like yeah, like a, a stupid kids game that you wouldn't think would be real. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then like there's like a severed hand of some sort, and you you like light a match, and you. Well, it's like a plaster hand, right? Like a like a model. Is it? I thought it was like an actual severed hand of some sort. I didn't know if it if it was plastic or not. But and it was like you touch it and then you say talk to me and then mm-hmm. it like opens a doorway and you have to like blow out the candles to shut the door, but the door never gets shut. So things start happening to this poor girl. Mhm. Mhm. And, and she she lost her her mom. Yeah, of yeah, her mom. I think it was like a few years or, or something like that mm-hmm. within the story. And yeah, it looks it looks terrifying. Um, I definitely want to check this out. It, it, I think it comes out in July, and uh, I know you won't go see it, but I I definitely will. <laughs> very nice, very nice. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean. You you are right at that. I will not go to see this one. Uh, one I might go to see is our next trailer, mm-hmm. which was Fool's Paradise. Uh, this one looks pretty good. Yeah, like it, it looks, it looks pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, it looks pretty funny to me. Like a nice little, nice little comedy. You know, mm-hmm. go and go and check it out uh, with with Charlie Day almost playing like a Charlie Chaplin kind of yeah. character. Mm-hmm. Um, and where, he directed it. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Uh. And so basically, like, I think the the premise is almost that, you know, there's this movie star who doesn't want to do something in a movie. And so they find this doppelganger that is mute Mm -hmm. that then basically does everything for this movie star. And, you know, everybody wants to ask him questions, but he's mute. So Mm -hmm. he doesn't actually answer anything. But it, (laughs) like I said, it, it looks like a like a fun little movie to go check out oh definitely yeah it looks like it would be a heck of a lot of fun to watch absolutely and like if you're in for some good laughter i mean hey you can't go wrong with charlie day and ken jong i mean come on (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly oh and this one has um ray liotta in it as well yeah, and uh, had to have been close to his last roles. Uh, I know he was just recently in Cocaine Bear. Right, right. But, uh, yeah, this has to be in within the last, like, five or so movies that he was in before he passed. I would have to think so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it looks like there, there's, like, two other movies in there, but I don't know if they're really going to be too much. I don't... Mm, it says that they're in post-production, but we'll have to hmm, see. Okay interesting okay uh but yeah so fool's paradise it looks pretty good looks yeah. pretty good and is that one coming i couldn't remember is that to theaters or is that going to be netflix i thought it was going to be theaters but i could be wrong okay 
Okay, so it looks like it's going to be just like a limited release. Okay. Unfortunately. No. Uh, but yeah, that, that'll be May 12th. Okay. I look forward to it. Yeah, but that brings us to our next trailer, which is The Last Voyage of the Demeter. Or Demeter. Or Demeter. I almost thought it was Dementor. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, but, so... uh, yeah, this is this is another horror movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But this is a Dracula horror yes, movie. with Dracula. <laughs> uh, where they're... Uh, what it, isn't it that they're shipping uh, him to Britain or something like that? I believe so. And, some, and there's like a, a storm and he gets woken up and things start happening to people on the ship. Basically, yeah. Yeah. Uh, from Carpathia you know, to London. Story. Yes. So you you ready for this though? I am. I I think this looks really good. Uh, I didn't know what it was when I first saw the trailer, and then I was pleasantly surprised. And this looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> or at least I hope so. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, and David Dasmalkian is going to be in it. Yes, he certainly is. So. Just to to on the on the trailer itself, the very mm-hmm. first uh, sentence in the description of it, based on a single chilling chapter from Bram Stoker's classic novel Dracula, the last voyage of the Demeter tells the terrifying story of the merchant ship Demeter, which was chartered to carry private cargo, fifty unmarked wooden crates, from Carpathia to London. Okay. So they made an entire movie out of one chapter of Dracula. <laughs> I love that. So, you know, just kind of the beginning of the story. Oh, a ghost ship came came into the harbor at London. That's so weird. They made an entire story about the the voyage of the ship. So this would be a good movie. So then, what what oh, they're sorry, saying? Spoilers. No, you're good. <laughs> uh, so then, I could watch this technically as a prequel to Bram Stoker's Dracula that came out in the 90s. You, you probably could. Probably could. I like it. Okay. There we go. And then uh, that brings us to our next trailer, which is All the Light We Cannot See. Oof. Yeah, this is going to be a heavy one. Um, and so I guess I was a little confused. I, I, okay. What exactly is it about? Because it really did exactly didn't say in the trailer like it was just more so showing the movie over music right so basically uh it's it's gonna be over the course of about a decade i think is what it's is what it's looking like okay uh it interweaves the store the lives of marie lure leblanc a blind french Mm -hmm. girl taking refuge with her uncle during world war ii and werner pfeffing a brilliant german teenager with an expertise in radio repair through a shared secret connection, they find faith in humanity and the possibility of hope. So, during World War II, let's just say that. Okay. In France. Mm-hmm. In Germany. So, with that whole with that whole situation. Okay, alright. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, alright. So, and then, so technically this is going to be a limited series. Mm-hmm. But it's going to Netflix, and so it's going to be just, you know, a couple episodes, I guess you would say. Uh, so, as if it were, you know, expanded movie, almost kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Right, right, okay. But it does have uh, Mark Ruffalo. 
It sure does. It's like, is that Mark Ruffalo? Is that Mark Ruffalo? It's like, yeah, that's yep. Mark Ruffalo. Louis <laughs> uh, Hoffman, Lars Eidinger, Marion mm-hmm. Bailey, Hugh Laurie, and Mark Ruffalo. Yes. Don't see but, Hugh, uh, Hugh Laurie enough anymore. Right, right. He's fantastic. So this one is going to be a very, very heavy uh, limited series. Mm-hmm. But it, I mean, it, it looks like it's going to be pretty good. Hopefully. Definitely. Yeah. That's the hope, at least. Most definitely. And <laughs> I, uh, I think I'm going to be along for the ride. Very so nice. I've always been, I, I've always been big into like World War II, mm-hmm. so, sort mm-hmm. of watching that sort of stuff. So I think this oh, is up, absolutely. Up, up, up my alley. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know what else is up your alley? What's that? Our next trailer. <laughs> There's been a lot of horror this week. There has been for Insidious, The Red Door. Okay, so this one, I I am intrigued to watch this. Um, I So I've seen the first Insidious, and I've seen two. I haven't seen what, I think it's the last key. Mm. I forget how many there are now. I believe it's like Insidious, Insidious 2, and then... Insidious 3. Oh, there Insidious, is Insidious the 3. last key. And then the red door and then the red door okay yep so insidious had patrick wilson and rose Byrne. right insidious 2 had patrick wilson and rose Byrne. Mm-hmm. insidious 3 had dermot mulroney and stephanie scott that's right okay insidious the last key was lynn shay and uh lay wennell okay and now patrick wilson is back so i've only seen the insidiouses with Rose Byrne and Patrick Wilson and I really enjoy this series it's one of the rare few PG-13 horror movies that I like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I really enjoy this series it's from James Wan I mean he's made great horror movies in the past and he could he could make anything and I would probably watch it so I mean he even made Aquaman awesome so <laughs> so um, uh yeah. uh Wenell, I am totally mispronouncing mm-hmm. that has been a writer on all of the movies sure including has. including starring or being one of the characters in the last one specs in the last key yes um but he also he he's done a lot of writing too. Mm-hmm. Lee all he was also in the first Saw movie as well. Really? He sure was. Nice. Uh he was Axel in The Matrix Reloaded. Mm-hmm. And then uh so he's he's written, like I said, all of the Insidious movies. He wrote Saw, Saw Two, Saw Three. Wow. He wrote uh he wrote Upgrade. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a great movie. <laughs> and he wrote uh, The Invisible Man. Okay. The 2020 version. Mm-hmm. Which was actually pretty decent. I like that one. Right. And he directed that one, too. Okay. And then, so he also directed Insidious Chapter 3. So in, Insidious was James Wan. Mm-hmm. Insidious 2 was James Wan. Yep. Insidious 3 was Lee. Yep. Insidious 4 was Adam Robitel, but yeah. written by Lee and had Lee in it. And then Insidious Red Door was written by Lee and Scott Teams, directed by Patrick Wilson. Okay. It brings back Ty Simpkins and Rose Byrne as well. I love it. Okay. So the family is back together. 
So this is that like was a the thing. Yeah. This this is That's a direct I, sequel to number two. Cool. So I felt like that was what was missing in those other two, uh, three and Lost Key. So I didn't. See, I I saw three, but I didn't see Lost Key. Um, I felt like that that that's what was missing mm-hmm. um, from it because I really liked that family, mm-hmm. and I really enjoy that they use uh, Tiny Tim's tiptoe through the tulips in the in the movie. Tiptoe <laughs> through the tulips. Yeah, yeah, no. that's just terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um. But yeah, so basically, like, like we were saying, this is like a a ten years after the last installment, as mm. Dalton begins college. Yes, and, and his uh, dad is kind of in disrepair and doesn't yeah. isn't sure and what's going on anymore, and feels like there's people watching him, and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and now they're trying to figure out what's going on and why they feel like they are being watched. Well, didn't they say in, like, chapter two or something like that, they had something done where they locked all of that away or something? Yeah, they, yeah, they locked it all, all the way. They thought it was done, and then now it's, they're coming back. And now that, and and even more so that the kids are older, and the parents are older. So, I mean, mm-hmm. it's... Mm-hmm. Although somebody was could, saying that uh, Patrick Wilson in this one looks a lot younger than he did in the first one. <laughs> I didn't really notice. <laughs> but, I mean, I guess it makes sense. I haven't seen the first Insidious in so long. Right. And they bring back the creepy kid. Yes. Uh, the jump scare. Mm-hmm. Red and black and, like, Darth Maulish kind of makeup-y kid. Yeah. I, I'm never sure on what, what that character is supposed to be. I always Some call sort it, of like, demon, the, right? the devil-looking thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how it all goes. I'm excited. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm excited for? I'm surprised if you are excited for this. I'm excited for the uh, next Godzilla vs. Kong. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. I mean, I Let's enjoyed go. the last one. I did. Good. Good. I'm glad. You know? Uh, so, basically, we had Godzilla. We mm-hmm. had Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Yep. We had Kong, Skull Island. And yep. then we had Godzilla vs. Kong. And now... We have Godzilla X Kong, the New Empire is what this movie is going to be called. Mm-hmm. Which it looks like they might be teaming up officially, officially now. I think so. Because there's a new big bad in town, sitting on Kong's throne. You're right. <laughs> I'm trying to think of who they could even do. Well, it's a it's like a giant orangutan. Giant orangutan. So I wonder trying to think back in old Godzilla King Kong movies on what they could even do. <sighs> I couldn't remember if they did like a Mecha King Kong, but I mm. don't think they did. I don't know, I guess we'll have to find out unless unless they've already said, but we'll find I guess we'll find out here in a second. Uh let me double check here. Okay. I don't know, I could be wrong. I could have I could have misseen that in the trailer. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess we'll have to, uh, have to see once we get more, more trailers and everything like that. Yeah, most definitely. It's like, it did, really didn't show a whole lot. It was just Kong's face and that was about it. Basically. <laughs> so, uh, 
but it was a, a title reveal more than anything. Godzilla X Kong, the new empire is what it will exactly. be called. It was just all foobar. Ah. Ha ha ha. Hey, our next trailer is called Foobar 2. What a coincidence. Hey. <laughs> so we have a trailer called uh, for a movie called Foobar, uh, mm-hmm. starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, this looks ridiculous. It does, but it also looks like a ton of fun. It does. So, as far as I can tell, Arnold Schwarzenegger is a uh, CIA operative. Mm-hmm. He does one last job and then retires until they uh, force him to go and find this other CIA operative that is uh, currently lost. Mm-hmm. And it ends up being his daughter. Yep. <laughs> And then they have to go and try to finish the mission <laughs> while, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger being like, oh, well, you can't do that because you're my daughter. And his daughter being right. like, well, I'm going to do this because I'm a CIA operative. Yep. <laughs> so uh, it should be should be fun. Uh, this lipstick. Why is it vibrating? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Just kill me now. Yep. <laughs> So this movie also stars uh, Monica Barbaro, Milan mm-hmm. Carter, Fortune Feimster, uh, yes. Travis Van Winkle, mm-hmm. Jay Baruchel, Andy Buckley, uh, Barbara Eve Harris, and Gabriel Luna. I like it. Okay. Should be fun time. Uh, Jay Baruchel. Wow. Hiccup. Okay. I yeah. like it. Yeah. May 25th. Coming out pretty soon on Netflix. I'm looking forward to this one. This looks good. Very nice. Very nice. Are you looking... Uh, would you, do you think you'd give this trailer a, a, a 10 out of 10? Uh, I would definitely give it a fast 10. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, ironically, our last trailer that we had for this week. Uh, yeah. <laughs> fast X is what we're looking at here. So, of these just get getting, keep getting more and more ridiculous. They do. We got Jason Momoa as the bad guy. We yep. got... Uh, what's his name? Uh, Vin Diesel. Thank you. Yep. Uh, Vin Diesel teaming up with all of the old villains. Mm-hmm. Except for the ones that died. You know, whatever. Of course. To defeat this new villain, which is also technically an old villain, from number five. Yep. <laughs> uh, who knew that, like, after ten movies that you'd have to go back and watch five again just to get this one? Right. Well, I mean, five <laughs> is kind of where it all went off the rails. That is true. and But they would say that five is the best one, though. Right. Right. There are some people that would, yes. Yeah. <laughs> some people would. Uh, but, yeah, so Jason Momoa basically is supposedly some character from the fifth movie who has a lot of stuff taken from him basically has his family taken from him so he's going to take dom's family from him yep and they have to fight everybody in order to try to make it so that that doesn't happen yes and it looks like all of the usual suspects are back i mean Mm -hmm. we got Ludacris. we've got uh jason statham we have michelle rodriguez um, michelle rodriguez we have Charlize theron we have uh, Jordana Brewster, Jordana Brewster, what John Cena, John, Helen oh, Mirren, John Cena, Helen Mirren, Brie yeah. Larson, 
Oh, that's right. Yeah, she's a newcomer. Yep. Yep. Rita Moreno. Yep. Yeah. Why can't they get The Rock back in here? Oh, because oh, The right. Rock don't like him. That's right. At all. Apparently, nope. Cardi B is going to be in this one. Really? Okay. Apparently. Ooh. <laughs> Michael okay. Rooker. I love it. Okay. I'm Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> oh, uh, Natalie Emmanuel is in it as well from Furious 7. Okay. Uh, who is also Missandry, or Missandy mm-hmm. in Game of Thrones. Yes, 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 yes. And I? Uh, I don't know. I didn't watch Game of Thrones. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. All like you said, all of the usual suspects are back. Oh, um, uh, what's his face? I, I didn't see. Hold on one second. Oh, I I forgot about Tay Diggs. Uh, Tay Diggs, um, Sung Kang. Yep. His back Han. is Han. Yep. Yep. Oh, apparently Gil Gadot will be back. Really? Yes. Very nice. Very nice. Hopefully that wasn't a spoiler. I really hope not. If not, spoiler alert. <laughs> at, at, after the fact right yeah uh scott eastwood is oh, gonna be yeah, in it that's, yep uh yeah yeah lots of lots of people lots of people lots of people lots of explosions car racing is back car racing is back um vin diesel riding down at the uh, <laughs> uh riding down uh, the, the dam. dam yep yep, <laughs> yep. <laughs> That is definitely a thing. <laughs> Apparently. I thought going to space was ridiculous. But... <laughs> oh, so good, though. Yep. At least at, at least they're entertaining. <laughs> For the most part, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, if they weren't entertaining, they wouldn't make money. Exactly, so, exactly. Right. <laughs> That's why people go watch them. So, I mean, hey... Mm. Uh, but yeah, I think that brings us to, well, that brings us to our last trailer, which is actually tying into a movie that is premiering this week. So, Travis, do you have anything else you would like to say about any of the other trailers or movie news that we had? Uh, no, I don't think so. All right. Well, make sure you visit us at Facebook or facebook.com slash movies are a thing. We are also on Twitter and Instagram at movies are a thing. No space dash or slashes, anything like that. At movies are a thing. Come on by and say hi. Yes. But our last trailer and movie that is premiering this week is actually Peter Pan and Wendy, which is going to be on Disney Plus and is rated PG, uh, based on J.M. Barry's novel Peter Pan and Peter and Wendy, and inspired by the 1953 animated classic Peter Pan and Wendy, is the timeless tale of a young girl who, defying her parents' wishes to attend a boarding school, travels with her two younger brothers to the magical Neverland. There, she meets a boy who refuses to grow up, a tiny fairy, and an evil pirate captain as they soon find themselves on a thrilling and dangerous adventure far, far away from their family and comforts of home. IMDb Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic did not have a score for this one. I want to see this. You want to see this, really? I do. I think this this looks like one of the more promising live-action remakes. Because I think when we were recording last, when the trailer dropped, we kind of watched it and you were kind of on the fence a little bit. I was a little bit, but now watching this new trailer, um, it got me. It w- it looks a lot better. Gotcha, gotcha. So Jude Law as Captain Hook and Jim Gaffigan as Smee. Yes. 
that gets me. Um, I love I love the like up closeness on when they get the camera. Like mm-hmm. it reminds me of the animated movie a lot. Okay. And okay. it like it just hits those nostalgia feels for me, and I think this has promise. And you know who's playing Mr. Darling, right? No, who? Steve the Pirate. Steve, ah, uh, Alan Tudyk. <laughs> <laughs> we have a pirate on our team? Yes, I love it. A guy who dresses up like a pirate always goes, Yar! Yep. <laughs> no, no, not ringing a bell. Yep. <laughs> Walks in clean-shaven. Hey, Steve the Pirate. Yep. Oh, that is an amazing payoff to the joke. Ah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so uh, K2SO, Sonny, Hey Hey, uh, uh, what's his, Duke Weaselton, oh, and yes. uh, also Duke Wesselton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Duke Weaselton, Duke Wesselton. <laughs> Optimus Prime in Transformers Earthspark. Yes. 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 <laughs> uh, Alan Tudyk, yeah, will be playing mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Darling. I love it. And then we have okay. a lot of... Um, kind of newcomers playing a lot of the the kids mm-hmm. so ever anderson who was young natasha in black widow okay is going to be wendy perfect okay and then alexander maloney mm-hmm. who hasn't really been in anything other than this one right okay uh he's gonna be peter pan and let's see here john darling is gonna be ba- played by joshua pickering okay which nothing really Sticks out with his stuff, and uh, Jacob E. Jupe will be Michael mm-hmm. Darling. Okay. Who was not in a lot of stuff either that I know of. Gotcha. Okay. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it it should be interesting. I don't know if I'm gonna watch this. I it didn't really catch me. Okay. Like it seems right. to have caught you. Yeah, it caught me. I don't know what it. I I think it's the nostalgia feels that it reminds me a lot of the cartoon, and Jude Law. He looks fantastic as Hook. Okay. And, I mean, Jim Gaffigan is Smee. I mean, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Oh, that is Jim Gaffigan, isn't it? Okay. Sorry. I just had to... I just pulled up a picture quick. Um, Hot pocket. (laughs) Hot pocket. So that leads us to our next movie that we have this week. And that is Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. Rated PG-13 and will be in theaters for over 50 years, Judy Bloom's classic and groundbreaking novel, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret, has impacted generations with its timeless coming-of-age story, insightful humor, and candid exploration of life's biggest questions. Uh, in this adaptation, 11-year-old Margaret is uprooted from her life in New York City for the suburbs of New Jersey, going through the messy and tumultuous throes of puberty with new friends in a new school. She relies on her mother, Barbara, who is also struggling to adjust to life outside the big city, and her adoring grandmother, Sylvia, who isn't happy they moved away and likes to remind them every chance she gets. IMDb has this one at a 7.7 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes is sitting at a 96%, and Metacritic is sitting at an 84. Eh? I mean, it's got a 100% audience score as well on Rotten Tomatoes with more than 50 uh, reviews. True. I mean, yeah, I guess I've never read the book. I was gonna say we're so, not we're not the uh, target demographic of this movie. It, I don't think. It, yeah, I don't think so. Um, I don't know. I, I I might catch this one. I might not. It all depends. I guess. There's if you other go and watch things. all of the movies that you can. 
if 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 I go and watch everything that I can, then I might catch this. But if I don't, then I might just let I'm I I might just leave this one. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, so this one has um one second. This one has Abby Ryder Forston in mm-hmm. it as the as Margaret, uh, who is also in Ant Man and the Wasp as Cassie. Mm-hmm. So, you know, growing up a little bit. Woo! <laughs> you know, instead of smiling at, at uh, Paul Rudd saying, it's so ugly, I love it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> is moving from New York to New Jersey. And then Rachel McAdams is playing her, mar- her mom, and Kathy Bates is playing her grandmother. Okay. Got yeah. all Kathy Bates. Got right. all of Rachel McAdams. Right, right. I wonder if they're going to try to make fetch happen in this movie. Stop trying to make fetch happen. It's not going to happen. I mean, in, in the poster, <laughs> she's wearing pink. <laughs> I wonder if it was Wednesday. Right. Because, you know, they only wear pink on Wednesdays. That's right. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, like like you said, this isn't really, like, our... We're not the target demographic, really? Yeah, we're not, like... We're not teenage girls. Right, right. Uh, and this is a this this is a period piece most definitely. This takes mm-hmm. place in the seventies, I believe. Yeah. So that is that is something to kind of uh, keep in mind. But I mean, like, but then there's another part of me that like I might go. Well, I I I don't know. I'm so torn right now. Like <laughs> I got you. I got you. I I I don't know, man. <laughs> All right. Uh. It's well, just like a one-two punch. Just I, uh, yeah, just a one-two punch in the face. Right. Uh, so uh, I think that brings us to our next movie, which is Big George Foreman. This one is rated PG-13 and will be in theaters. The full title being Big Big George Foreman: The Miraculous Story of the Once and Future Heavyweight Champion of the World is based on the remarkable true story of one of the greatest comebacks of all time and the transformational power of second chances. Fueled by an impoverished childhood, Foreman channeled his anger into becoming an Olympic gold medalist and he- world heavyweight champion, followed by a near-death experience that took him from the boxing ring to the pulpit. But when he sees his community struggling spiritually and financially, Foreman returns to the ring and makes history by reclaiming his title, becoming the oldest and most improbable world heavyweight boxing champion ever. IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, and Metacritic did not have a score for this one. I'm 50-50 on this one, too. Yeah. Yeah, like I I grew up knowing George Foreman mostly because of his grill. Right. Right. Because it cuts the fat. <laughs> um but knocks it right out. Yeah, knocks it right out. Um <laughs> uh, but then it, like they're throwing in the religious parts into it. It's like I am a religious person, but not really a religious person. So that kind of, I don't know. I mean, like, I feel like if they're, if they're trying to do a, a full, you know, kind of story of his life to leave mm-hmm. that stuff out would be a disservice. True. Um, so I, I guess it just all depends on, you know, what, what portions of the stories they are actually going to kind of highlight. Mm-hmm. And it seems like they are going to really go heavy on the the parts of, you know, like he did have his near-death experience. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that he was clinically dead for, you know, that minute or whatever it was, and then he came back to life. Right, 
Right. So, and then became champion and then had to quit. Started making grills and... Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I, I don't know a whole lot, like all of his story, but I know he was a pretty big fixture in at least boxing history. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Everybody knows George Foreman's name. Oh, exactly. Um, Why would anybody want to hmm? buy a grill from somebody so fun? <laughs> I love that part in the trailer when they're like, "Why would anybody want to buy a, a, fat, a fat, fat grill? A losing fat grill from somebody so big." <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. so good. I mean, this, so yeah. Uh, looks like it's going to be about two hours, just over two hours. Okay. So we'll have to see how this all goes. Should be that's yeah. Hey, it should be should be a good weekend for that one then. There you go. There you go. And we have one last movie for the for the week. Ooh, I, w- I wonder what this is about. And this movie is Star Wars Episode Six: Return of the Jedi, which will be rated PG and will be coming back to theaters because 2023 marks the 40th anniversary of one of the most beloved chapters in the Star Wars saga, Return of the Jedi. Released in 1983, it was the third film in the original Star Wars trilogy, bringing to a close, at least for a time, The storylines introduced and developed in 1977's Star Wars A New Hope and 1980's The Empire Strikes Back. Return of the Jedi is the film that first featured Jabba the Hutt, the lovable Ewoks, and one of the most poignant poignant moments in the entire Star Wars saga, Vader's ultimate sacrifice to save his son and the galaxy. Spoilers. IMDb has this one at an 8.3 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes is sitting at an 83% certified fresh. Metacritic is sitting at a 58. Is that really true about Jabba the Hutt? Because, okay, so I know that they had Jabba in episode four, but I know in the the, but in the special edition, they put him in as the worm. But in the regular version, he was a human. His scene was deleted in the original cut. Mm -hmm. But yes, he was supposed to be a human. Okay. And like dressed like a you know medieval king almost, mm-hmm. like um, dressed almost like Henry the Eighth. Okay, if I remember correctly, uh, but they cut that scene and then they didn't bring him back until the last one where he became the worm. That okay, you know we all know and love. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it will be coming back to theaters here for its 40th anniversary. Kind of keep an eye out if you want to go watch it in the theaters again. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do my job. A laugh. <laughs> um so that metacritic score kind of startled me a little bit so i kind of went digging mm-hmm. let's let's just say uh there are 15 positive scores five mixed scores and four negative scores on metacritic okay from the original release okay uh roger ebert and gene siskel are both on here you want to know what uh-huh. they rated it I, I don't know what they rated it. What did they rate it? Uh, let's see here. I'm guessing not two thumbs up. So both Roger Ebert and Gene Siskel, according to Metacritic, mm-hmm. have their score as a 100. Really? Yes. There is another score uh, from Vincent Canby. Okay. From the New York Times. Uh, let's, let, let, me just, let me just read some of this here quick. Okay. 
Uh, where was it? Where was it? Sorry, I just gotta remember where it was. <laughs> okay, here we go. Will Han Solo ever fly again, or is he forever doomed to remain a wall decoration in the Pleasure Palace of Jabba the Hutt? Does Princess Leia do her own hair, or does she pay someone to make it look that way? Who or what is Salacious Crumb? When will Luke Skywalker become a true Jedi Knight? Where does Yoda do his shopping? Will Darth Vader sacrifice his only begotten son so that evil may triumph? And, speaking of Vader, when he takes off his mask, what is underneath? James Earl Jones? David Prowse? A cantaloupe? All but <laughs> two of these questions, plus dozens more you never thought to ask, are answered in Return of the Jedi, the concluding film in George Lucas's phenomenally, phenomenally popular science, space fiction... Ah, phenomenally popular space fantasy trilogy that began triumphantly with Star Wars, but slowed down a good deal with The Empire Strikes Back. Return of the Jedi, written by Lawrence Kasdan and Lucas and directed by Richard Marquand, doesn't really end the trilogy as much as brings it to a dead stop. There's more, but I'm okay. going to stop there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... Uh... You want to know what the Metacritic score for from Vincent Canby was? What's that? 20. Wow. It's yeah. that bad. Uh, somebody from Newsweek gave it a 30 saying okay. downright repetitive it, it it's it's not that big of a it's not that big of a deal <laughs> you ready for this okay yeah from the new yorker pauline kale mm. this is an impersonal and rather junky piece of movie making it's packed with torture scenes and it bangs away at you and every time there's a possibility of a dramatic dramatic climax a chance to engage the audience emotionally and something with something awesome the director richard marquand thrashes it so i don't know about you but Re return of the jedi was one of my favorites as a kid mm -hmm. um well i mean it had the ewoks oh yeah, yeah of course i mean it's got a a everything a kid would like it's got Ewoks. It's got you know lightsaber duel. It's got it's got that whole opening sequence w when they're on the barges. I mean, it's mm -hmm. it, it's probably it's got the, the rancor. Most, yeah, it's got the rancor. It's got the the speeder bike race. Um, it's got that big space battle at the end with the second Death Star exploding. Sorry, spoiler alert. <laughs> um. <laughs> It, yeah, it's got, it's, people are way too critical on, on, on thing, and I, I get it, like, they're trying to, they're trying to be critics and be critical about it, yeah. but it's all about entertainment. If you're going to a movie, you're going to be entertained. We have to remember, these are, these are also from when it was released. And that was back in the, 80s. when was... In, in in the 80s yep. imagine if jedi was released like nowadays imagine if empire strikes back was released yeah. now as the second movie where you didn't have the last movie mm -hmm. to to watch and so you end the movie with them losing mm -hmm. I mean, does we that remind got you that with, yeah we kind of got that with uh rogue one i wouldn't say rogue one i would say more last jedi yeah, because they, they won in Rogue One, and we know kind of where the story goes from there. True. Like, we know that it goes right into Episode 4. Mm-hmm. You know, so, like, that one, yeah, it's a sad ending, but 
they did win. But in rea- but but in reality, though, Rogue One is truly the Empire winning that movie, though. Kind of, yeah. I mean, just they, like in, just like it in the Last Jedi. I mean, mm-hmm. the 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 last or the I forget what it is now. Uh, the is it the Last Order or the Dark Order? First Order. <laughs> the First Order. Thank you. They won in that one, basically. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, like at the so at the end of Rogue One, yeah, they they die, but they get the information out. True. Yes. You know, at the end of uh, Empire, mm-hmm. they escape with their lives, and that's about it. Right. You know, they're being they're being chased. They're you know being patched up. They're they're on the run. Mm-hmm. You know, Han Solo is frozen in carbonite. You know, Luke just lost his hand. Just found out that you know. Darth Vader is his father. Right. And, you know, basically just kind of are at the end of their rope. And when that came out, everybody was like, what are you doing? Right. This is is not a good movie. This Mm -hmm. is, this is horrible. What is up with this? Right. But then they didn't necessarily change anything to, for the next one, except for they changed the, they changed Wookiees to Ewoks Mm -hmm. because it was supposed to be Wookiees, but they weren't as commercially viable. Okay. As far as I've been, to- as far as I remember being told, I could be wrong. Could be wrong, but I still want to have I still want to have Wookies, but mm. uh, let's make them smaller. So let's do Ewoks. Exactly. I like it. Okay. And like you know, basically, I think the whole premise too, or the whole thing too, was like you know, we've seen Chewbacca with he, mm. he had the bandolier on. He has you know his his bowcaster or everything like that, but they wanted it so that the Ewoks were more you know using more. Mm-hmm. "Quote unquote primitive tools in order to defeat the empire." That's true, yeah. So, you know, that's why they you had the the two logs coming to smash the ATST, you know, and right them you know hopping on the bikes and not knowing what's going on and zooming off. Exactly. Uh but yeah, that uh, yeah. If you want to go watch Star Wars episode uh, episode six, it's in theaters. Okay. Uh, Travis, do you have anything else you would like to say about any of the movies that we have? Uh, no, I think I'm good. All right. Well, then, I think that'll do it for us. Uh, make sure you visit us at Facebook or Facebook.com slash Movies Are Thing. We also want to an Instagram at Movies Are Thing. No spaces, dash, anything like that at Movies Are Thing. We also have a Patreon, Patreon.com slash Movies Are Thing. If you want to help support the podcast, we do have that over there. If I could talk, that'd be amazing. <laughs> Travis. Yes, sir. I do believe it is about that time. Here it comes. Cue the outro. Thank you for listening to Movies Are a Thing. Be sure to tune in next week for more movies and tangents with us. Uh, wait. What? No. My, my clicks didn't click the way i wanted them to click nice right i hate it when that happens i know i'm like click no not click no no click no click no no click no no <laughs> and then finally i was just like click <laughs> uh let's see here sorry i just want to double check one thing quick you're good huh oh sorry could hear myself there for just a second no, you're good. <laughs>
Wait, what? What? What's going uh, what? on? Oh. What? Exactly. There we go. I, one second, I gotta see something quick. What? 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 Okay. <laughs> it doesn't stop it, it just plays it again. <laughs> I hit the wrong one, so I was like... What? Then I hit the right one. Okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Michael Angarano. Yeah. Uh, let me just double check one thing quickly. Uh, no, I, I did not click out of there. Pedro, <laughs> Pascal, Mobile, and Ed. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so. Uh, which language was that in? Was that Danish? Yeah. Danish. Dutch, Dutch, Danish, English, that kind of stuff. Uh, I mean, it's kind of a, you know, there, there's a bit of evil in the movie, so you could say that they didn't speak of it. Travis? Travis? Are you, are you there? Travis? He disconnected. I don't know why you couldn't hear me. That was weird. I, I, I could hear you, <laughs> but you couldn't hear me. That was weird. As soon as I said my joke, you just kind of disappeared on me. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh. <laughs> It's like we're in a comic as just dead air. Yep. That's it, kind of how it felt. Oh. Not gonna lie. Oh. Uh, give me a couple seconds. Mm-hmm. If I had a million dollars for every time he had... Ha. Give, give me two seconds, I would have... One billion dollars. <laughs> Sorry, let me just pull this up here, Quark. I, I just want to say, my phone is at 4%. I don't want it to die, and we not end the episode. So okay. I just want to let you know. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, I didn't know that your uh, phone was that low. I'm sorry. I didn't know that your phone was that low. I'm sorry. No, you're good. I just wanted to make sure I got it on charger. I got you. I got you. Yeah. Okay. Actually, well, how does my okay. voice sound right well, now? You're going through my car. I can hear myself. I can hear myself. Yourself. Can A you lot louder me? than you. A lot louder than you. Yep. Okay, yep. Cool. Any better? Uh, uh, nope. Nope. Yeah, it's basically it's like basically like a second delay, a second and then delay, I have my voice coming back at me. Coming back at me. So, so, but, but I don't have really a thing, anything really else, man. Thing, anything else, man? Okay. All right, man. You All have right, yourself man, a good one. Yourself a good one. Yeah, you too. All right, goodbye now. All right, goodbye now. Yeah, bye. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.